get it on. <laughs> Was that the recorded? Not cutting out either of those. Welcome back. Howdy. Hello. Hola. Buenos dias. To water hockey. And not just any water hockey. This is the 100th episode of water hockey. The centennial episode as Jason has adjusted his name to uh, to to reflect such. Centennial Jason on our recording software. Uh, we are the North Texas Hockey Podcast, really Texas Hockey Podcast, and Finnish Tempere. Uh, we're just a hockey podcast that's gotten really lucky and have been very fortunate to be supported enough to make it to 100 episodes. So this is a little bit different of an intro and an episode that you guys are used to because we have some really fantastic guests that join us in this episode. And honestly, you guys see the covers. You guys know exactly who it is. It's Brian Ray. And Brett Severin, which you'll get when you listen to the interview here shortly. As always, Miyamo is Fink, uh, joined by uh, Schmitty, uh, as you will hear the new name, uh, yeah. Centennial Jason and Shannon. Uh, guys, we made it to 100. Shannon, you've been along the way now for I don't how many episodes now? Ten, I think. At Ten. least. Yeah, about to say a dozen, yeah, like maybe. Yeah, and uh, I think I speak for everyone on the podcast before that you have done a phenomenal job, and we are extremely grateful to have you along for the ride. Um, you know, got to give you a huge shout out. You really facilitated the interview that we had with Brian and Sevi. So um, huge thank you to you uh, as well. I want to personally thank really everyone that's had any involvement with the podcast over however many years now almost three years it's three been that almost, we've been rolling yeah. this mm-hmm. um like it's funny like it pops up on like my snapchat memory yeah and stuff like that i mean you wouldn't get those but it's fine yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no no no. i get i get your memories i get your uh-huh. memories all the time <laughs> it's the new marvel movie it's the new premise of a marvel movie um but i i just genuinely want to thank all of the people that have helped you know sponsor the podcast in any way shape or form who have supported it purchased even just a a sticker uh with the w for everything rob yeah everything rob rob you have single-handedly funded he is our sugar daddy and i don't like saying that out loud because he's gonna be like that's exactly how rob sounds Uh, that's exactly what a sugar daddy would say uh but you know i i just i think i speak for all of us here on the podcast when we are just beyond grateful to be able to make it this far um the relationships that we've been able to form with people uh here in our own hometown we are all located in north texas and then all the way across the pond into finland where we have been extremely fortunate to become supported by the ilvis supporters over there um schmitty I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw it over to you first because you know we're we're going to do a very short intro but I'm just curious if you have any like fond memories or highlights from the first 100 episodes of Water Hockey that kind of stick out to you. I think our episode with Fids 
was one of the best ones that we've done, and that's strange to say because that was like episode ten. Yeah, that was like was that our first like big, big interview get at the time? He was, and shout out to yeah. Fids for one answering our DM. Yep, because uh, Brian has some words about that to say. Yeah, we'll hear in a little bit. <laughs> um, but not only that he answered it, but that he jumped on a call with us for an hour when COVID was still rampant up in, uh, in, in Canada. Cause he yeah. was up, he was up there up in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yep. Yeah. So that was super cool of him. He's a great dude. I would recommend going back to listen to that episode. The production quality may not be that great. I don't know if we oh, were using stop. Craig still. No, I, I think Craig was around still. Oh, maybe. Yeah. We, we may do with what oh, we had mean, with Craig. Well, that may mean that Fids is in our discord channel. Because you had to join the Discord. Uh, channel no, I think to... we had moved on yeah, to Zencaster had... by yeah. then. Okay. Because I remember specifically yeah, he was on video with us and we didn't really have an issue, which didn't really doesn't really fit the bill for Craig. Yeah. Craig would have figured out a way to mess it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know Groobs is in our Discord still. Speaking of Groobs, uh Yeah. We do have the one hundredth episode Selly. That is not exactly coinciding with this. We wanted to push it back a little bit because we knew you guys would want to be there and join us that you you guys that are listening. Uh, so we kind of we pushed it ahead a little bit. It's on February 17th at Northside Draft House. Um, Jared and Blake have been more than kind enough to open their doors to us once again uh, to allow us to come in and enjoy some fantastic pizza, some ice cold beer. At a very competitive price because it is, in fact, located right across the street from the University of Texas at Dallas. So it's technically a college bar and the drinks are priced as such. So the Dallas Stars are playing the Minnesota Wild at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. They will have it on TV. We will be there. We're not going to do anything as far as recording. We're just going to have a couple of guests out, including Senor Gruber. So Groobs is going to join us. Uh, we've got a couple of other people we're talking to, working on the schedule to make sure that they can make it. Uh, so mark your calendars, February 17th, Friday. No excuses. So you guys have the entire weekend to bounce back. You can stay up late, whatever that means for you. And uh, yeah, come hang out with us. Uh, Shannon. Thanks. Hey, now. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you, Fink? I am I sound much more awake than I really am, but the moment we stop recording, I'm going full on dead mode. Yeah. Uh, So Shannon, like we said, we are super appreciative of everything that you have done. You've been with us for a short time now from your standpoint, because you came on when we were, I guess, established is a word. We'll go with established. So you kind of got to see the inner workings and uh, yeah. What is, what has been your kind of most fond memory in your time with the podcast so far? You know, I, I love it when we can like actually all get together and be in the same room and meet with people. I, I whenever we all get to be at like the Americans game, like I thought that was yeah freaking cool. People came to sit with us because they wanted to sit with us. You know, that That's was true. Like people wanted to hang out with us. I know. It's the somebody actually. Thing. Somebody actually was like, "Oh, you're like the celebrity podcast chick of Frisco, right?" And I was like, "Oh, yes, that is me. Mm-hmm. Yes, nailed it. You got me. 
<laughs> I agree. I think uh, in that case, then we should probably go back to the uh, last time we were at Northside. Well, one of the last times we were at Northside for the uh, Allen Americans meet the team when we had a had a couple people a come up to us. That was a blast. So hoping to mimic that. Uh, yes, we will be signing autographs. Um, Jason. Come do a Jaeger shot with me. Yeah, we got to do Yeagas. one of those. Jaeger bags. I'm just going to throw this out there. My birthday is a few days before this. So if you don't show up, you don't love us enough. Yep. Particularly right. you. They don't love you. It's valid. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, well, that or Jason's tracks. marriage. You don't like Yeah, Jason's because. That's right. Yeah. Your anniversary is the weekend before? After? I knew the there was a, something. It was a time, a seven-day stamp, and I went the wrong direction. It's okay. So, Jason, I, I, I pose the exact same question to you. In our time of doing this, what has been your most fond memory, or is there a moment that has kind of stuck out to you more than most? Uh, Yeah. I was going... Okay, so you asked Patrick, so I felt like you were going to come to me. So I, I threw you up a little bit. bit. Ah. Yeah. Uh. I'd like to think our time with the first time we had Taylor on, but the time that nobody else got to hear but us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was such a great, like, Dude, Taylor was, was such a... a great interview. Like, he is such a natural at talking uh, and what he what he does for that team and for the sport in general. Like, it's just, it was such, it was so awesome to hear. And I wish we could have shared it with everybody. But, you know, it's. It, I think I used a joke last week. You you just had to be there. <laughs> so. And to add on to that joke, uh, that's showbiz, baby. Yeah, that's right. It is. And uh, yeah, that was, that's probably the moment that sticks out the most to me. That was a really good interview. Uh, honestly, for me, it's just been the, the friends that we have made. Um, I've told people about this before. Like, you kind of have to like take a step back and pinch yourself because you're getting dms from professional hockey players that you're used to watching on tv or did watch on tv growing up um just having the opportunity to like kind of peel away the layers so to speak which we kind of talk about later uh in the in the interview but and then secondly just the the recognition and how cool it is to like be in public in random places that have nothing to do with hockey in any way, shape, or form, and people either commenting on, hey, that's a really cool shirt, and you getting to, you know, open up and have a conversation about the podcast, or, oh my God, is that Wada hockey? I mean, just today, uh, you know, Shannon stopped by the shop, and someone that works with me walked in and said, hey, did you know that there's somebody else with a Wada hockey sticker on their car here? And I was like, yeah, I actually did. But the fact that the fact that he was like cognizant enough to recognize it and point it out is just the coolest thing because this really started, which again, I keep referencing the interview. We'll get to it in just a second. We started this as three guys that, you know, we we really didn't know each other very well. We started it because of a website that we all wrote for that went under due to COVID. And we got bored and the NHL was the first sport to come around, you know, from, from the hiatus of, of, you know, live sports. And we were like, Hey, we should talk about this. And here we are legitimately three years later, a hundred episodes in almost doing an episode a week for however many weeks straight. 
And uh, yeah, it's been nuts. And uh, I just appreciate you guys wanting to uh, dedicate the time to it because I know it's not easy. You know, families and 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 relationships and everything sometimes make it a little bit difficult, but we keep it hunted. <laughs> I hate myself. Wow. I hate it so much. Wow. Yeah. I love it though. I mean, it, it plays into what, what we're doing here with the with the hot one hundred. So it's true. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the hot one hundred. Exactly. <laughs> oh. oh. No, honestly, this has just been it's been the best, y'all. I thank you guys for doing taking this journey and oh it's been fun. It has been. It has been. Uh, with that being said, we will not keep the French fries hungry any longer. Uh, up next is our interview with the two and only Brian Ray and Brent Severin. With Water Hockey embarking on its 100th episode, we know we had to bring all the French fries, a guest that fit the bill for such an accomplishment. So we did it, but we did it times two. Joining us now on Wada Hockey is quite possibly the funnest dynamic duo around North Texas sports. One was the 99th overall draft pick in the 1984 NHL entry draft, which would eventually lead him to Dallas, where he became a Stanley Cup champion. The first ever Stanley Cup champion we've had on the podcast. Not a big deal. The other is an oh. Emmy Award winning analyst. Analyst? Analyst. Almost. What's up, Nailed words? It. And we're back. That's the new tongue. With, <laughs> hey, we're, we're rolling through. <laughs> With over a decade of experience in the CHL, AHL, and eventually in the in the NHL, if you're a Stars fan, you certainly have heard me not be able to talk before. You've certainly seen these two for all Bally's broadcasts. Without further ado, I am honored to welcome on the podcast, Brett Severin and Brian Ray. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. How are we this evening? Are we doing better than the TCU Horn Frogs? I'd say, Sevy, that's a good practice. Should we do it for real now? <laughs> I know. Listen, you I went take. Good practice take. Oh my gosh! I went to the Brian Way, the Brian Ray website. I did my I did my research and I tried to model myself after you. And here I am, just stumbling out of the gate. Skate guards on the ice, just absolute <laughs> joke, pathetic attempt. But we we're gonna roll through. Well, hey, Finker. So there's two times in my career someone has got my name wrong, okay? Oh. Mm. The, the first. Mm. The first. Best story was, ever. The best story ever. <laughs> the first when I was in, uh, uh, I was in New Jersey, all right? So I, I go out and have a great training camp. Uh, I get in a bunch of fights. I score a couple goals as a defenseman. You know, I'm a young kid. Uh, I fight some of the toughest guys in the league, and I sit down with the general manager at the time, Lou Lemorello, he invites me into his office. All right, this is cool. This is exciting. And he looks at me and, you know, I think I'm high on the depth chart. You know, like I said, I'm feeling really good about myself. And he goes, well, Brad, we're going to send you down. <laughs> it's the best. So that story was the ever. first time thinker. Yeah. So thinker. It's even the, better because thing. it's Lou Lamarillo. That's yeah. what yeah, makes Lou. the story. Cause oh it's my Lou. God. And, and I thought it was a hot cheese. You know what I mean? Hmm? So, and now, now you called me Brett. So I get it twice. In my oh, career, no, I said Brent. But as we, can, as we can see through my fantastic know. introduction, I just fumbled everything like TCU did on that first offensive drive. I understand that. But should I pull up an email from you? I think oh, we should. Well, then that's, oh, that's me. Can we, can we pull that up? You got the receipts on you. You've got the receipts. <laughs> you got the receipts. I've got, 
I've got Chevy no doesn't defense. even know what that Chevy doesn't even know what the receipts lingo means, and he bought receipts. <laughs> you know what? I take full responsibility. I don't know if I'm going to ever use this mic again, and that's a deep drive to left field by Nick Castellanos, and that's going to be a two-run home run. Hey, that's all right. You're in the same category as Lou Lamorello, so what? You're in good company. What? Yeah, company. great company. Yep. Uh, so diving right into everything, we're super excited. <laughs> we got to move on. We got to pick up the pieces of what's already this interview. And I have to ask, Sevi, we got to go back to this because, uh, Brian, one of the funniest bits in Star's lore over the past probably five, ten years was the Brian Ray wears clip-on ties gag. <laughs> Sevi, did you oh, have yeah. anything to no. do with that going into I wish, it? I really wish I did because it was outstanding. It's great to see. I love that's my goal every broadcast to see Brian flustered just a little bit. <laughs> I will throw something at him just to see his reaction, rolling his eyes, or I don't know, something, whatever, waving me off just to get a rise out of it. But that was a beauty. Hey, Brian. So, so, well, so, so there's two things here going with the, the incorrect name. I'm looking at the top of the header on this little conference room chat we got going on, and they have my last name spelled wrong, Sev. It's R-E-A, <laughs> I'm not just R-A-E. So, you know like, Sev, how, Sev when, when are we gonna, just going to walk off? Just, when, when are we just going to pull the shoot? Yeah, see, all right, let's go watch the game. Oh. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's here's the even worse part what because I'm going back. What a fantastic 100th episode for you I'm guys. going back and I'm <laughs> reading the receipts on my end. And if you look at the question I just asked, I actually spelled it R-A-Y in that. So you I've sure spelled did. it three different ways and three different events already. I um, Patrick man. and I would like to formally throw Fink <laughs> under the bus. Yeah. You guys, are like the su- you guys are like the super troopers of hockey podcasts. <laughs> and you know what? We'll take that and we'll run with it. We'll put Barstool, that on our ESPN. I don't, know, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know which one is Farva, but I wouldn't raise your hand to, to step forward for that with your leader of Colt. <laughs> and maybe think the way we started. Shenanigans? Yeah. No, no, no. So uh, I'm going to pistol whip the next guy say shenanigans. So the clip on tie thing. So I, I – First of all, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Second of all, Sportsnet ran with it, and I woke up to like hundreds of followers adding me on Twitter because Sportsnet ran with it. But but the guys who were in charge of that, all right, I, I know the guys who did it, all right, v- very well. And so I went up to them afterwards, and I was like, hey, that was a really good gag. And they're like, yeah, don't worry. We got Sevy coming up next in the future. I'm like, oh, my God, that's going to be so good. And then it was like a month later, and they did the pouring the milk before the cereal bit at me again. <laughs> and I was like, the first one was good. You you lie. Like, you liars. The video board <laughs> operators are complete liars. <laughs> Total liars. And then they brought it up again on the New Year's Eve game this year with the little <laughs> video board resolutions gag they did during one of the media time. They, they are complete liars do not trust anything you see on the video board ever they all lie yes all of them okay all of them okay every Noted. single one of them okay everyone everyone and i've gotten listening. over it emotionally in case you couldn't tell yes no we're, no, we're, we're and we're that. happy to hear that we're happy to hear that i hope Very that the incorrect you. name spelling uh you guys can both see past that and realize that i'm just a human <laughs> being uh 
just trying to make it in this world. I'm just I'm having trouble in this world. I, I'm gonna. How do you spell think? F I. Okay, I'll get that right next time. Hey, you know what? H I N K. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? Here's the best part with my first name being Jeff. I can't tell you how many emails I've sent out. It's full name Jeffrey. They've responded with thanks, Jared, because I'm just a white guy with a J name, and they're yeah, like, whatever. Yep. It's. J- Jared will get to it and Jared never gets to it. So, um, Ryan, you, you really made a name for yourself within the stars organization down in Cedar park. Uh, do you keep up with the Texas stars at all? Obviously with the Dallas stars, that probably takes up a, a lot of your time. Um, or have you mostly shifted to the NHL caliber game, uh, and, and water polo? Cause you're an avid water polo guy. Uh, big time water polo guy. Chevy loves it. Uh, played it for ten. Played it for ten years growing up. Coached it for two. Uh, so we've got that covered. I I don't I don't pay hardcore attention to the Texas Stars anymore. I I'll pull up the AHL app on my phone just to check the standings mm-hmm. and maybe the the league scores. And then I still follow them on Twitter and a, and a couple people that cover the AHL. So that's how I stay somewhat in tune with it. But I do enjoy whenever the stars make a call up from Texas. Like I do love doing a deep dive on whoever they called up because I would have been doing the same thing when I worked for the Texas Stars. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like the, there's uh, habitual behavioral patterns when when we call up some of those players. So mm-hmm. I, I don't pay a ton of attention to it. But Sevy will tell you when we went to training camp down in Austin this year and we returned to the AHL arena. I mean, he called he he called me a rock star. He won't admit it, but it was nice. There are a lot of people still trolling around there that I have not seen in a long time. <laughs> I'd look at I'd go I'd go walking through the press box, and the press box chairs all had like oh label maker sticker numbers on them. And I would just oh, look yeah. at Sevy like, hey, Se- hey, Sevy, you see the the label stickers on the chairs? I'm like that was me. <laughs> I did that. I run this yeah. town. Yeah, I run this town. You make changes wherever you go. Well, I, I know uh, I know Patrick's got a question lined up, but Brian, real quick, just to kind of run off the Texas Stars, we feel the same way. Like we we try to give them as much attention as possible, but surprisingly, there's a ton of hockey here in North Texas, and we've been very fortunate to kind of get intertwined with some some different organizations. One over in Finland, so we we try to give them as much attention as possible. Has there been a guy that's come up, or is there a guy that you want to see come up that you think will make? as much of an impact, say, not coming from Texas Stars, but like a Wyatt Johnston that instantly can insert himself in the lineup and put himself in a position to stay up as long as possible? I don't know if I have a guy off the top of my head right now, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think a year from now, we're all going to be watching Maverick Bork. Yep, and I think we're all going to be watching Logan Stankoven. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I'll get the dub for you. Don't worry, about, don't worry, pal. <laughs> um, but, but whether and and whether they end up in Dallas or end up in Texas, I, I think you, you you know they're close. But just it's not a bad thing if you end up in the American Hockey League as a twenty year old because you're still going to play against a 34-year-old guy who had 300 to 500 games in the NHL leaning on you. Mm-hmm. And it, it, learning how to handle that in the American League, sometimes it's more important to do that before you have to figure it out on the fly in the NHL. So I, I don't have a specific up-and-coming player, but I think those are the two guys we probably have our eye on because they're going to be tied in some fashion to the American Hockey League, whether it's a, a cup of coffee or whether it's a full year down there. 
Nice, nice. And uh, I mean, I don't mean to brag about the podcast, but ever since we had Stan Coven on, things have been going really well for that guy. And yes, uh, I'm sure it was all you guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was all you. Yeah, but and honestly, and honestly, on a serious note, one of the most well-spoken guests we've ever had. Um, un- like having him on and realizing he hasn't done just a boatload of interviews with any type of media outside, you know, just that specific Canadian media, which I'm sure he gets hounded by. Just an unreal interview. The guy has such a good head on his shoulders, and he just out- it seems like he outworks everyone around him. So yeah, he's definitely someone I would love to see up with the star soon. Mm-hmm. So, so Sevy, on a less serious note, if if they can't even handle Brent or Ray, what did they do with Stan Coven when he came on the show? I mean, was it Thank just you. like J, J's and Q's just scattered all across the screen? Like, how how did his name survive? Again, I would like the bus to be aimed at Fink. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. P-H-I-N-K. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think, Smitty, is that your name above your head over there? That is, uh, uh, yeah, this so is my bedroom. Forget. Okay, well, is that to help? Does it Thank light you? up? What? Yeah, yeah, it does. It lines up. He's uh, he's on his right in the middle. This was from my. Does it light up? Is that like? Oh no! No, this was from my wife's and my wedding a couple years ago, and uh, didn't want to just throw it away because we had it custom made, so it fits perfectly above our bed. Sure. That being said, that's help. LED lights. That's help, Finker. Just in case he doesn't remember your name. He's he's never spelled my name wrong. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, all right. Just checking. That you know of. Not that I know of. No. And I shortened it to Pat, so that's pretty hard to mess up. You'd be surprised, obviously. You'd be surprised. All right, Sevy, so got a question for you, uh, and I'm sure you're asked about this a lot. And forgive us for beating a dead horse. I'm going to pin this question on Fink, also, if we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was your experience like? <laughs> Fink's about to just walk out on us too. <laughs> what was your experience like leading up to when you held the cup above your head? Was it a culmination of of all of your hockey moments? flash before your eyes or was it just enjoy it while you can like are you talking when the cup first got on the ice is that what you're talking about when, when you kinda... when you got to hold it up yeah yeah that's pretty crazy yeah it, it's an interesting thing that the 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 years that you spend thinking about it and we've all done it right if anybody's played hockey and whether it's on the grass or with your family or on a roller rink someone yet you're someone's holding the stanley cup or at least mimicking it and then eventually, you know, when, when you get to play in the National Hockey League, you kind of go, okay, maybe there's a chance that I'll get on a team that's going to win it. And then you get on a team that has a great opportunity to win it, as I did with the Stars that year. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So there's a good chance. I was actually on Colorado before that, two years previous, and I thought mm-hmm. we were going to win it then. So I had an opportunity. And I let my mind go to a little bit where I was thinking about having a chance to holding it and what kind of party I'd have and all that. Then I got traded away and I thought, okay, that was done. I'm just going to finish my career and not have a chance. So then with the stars to finally get to that spot where you're one game away and you're in Buffalo and you have a chance to hold the Stanley cup. It's pretty, it's pretty unreal. And then the puck goes in the net, Brett Hall scores the goal. Mm-hmm. You get out there on the ice and uh, you're there with your teammates and, and they bring the cup on the ice and it enters the other end of the rink basically because you're in the middle of the ice and, and you see it come through and for a second I couldn't breathe like you just felt that little <gasps> there it is you know what I mean and I could just feel uh the aura of it and uh it was pretty neat to watch it come into the arena and they place it on there Darren Hatcher goes to get it and then you know you start passing it around and 
I'm standing there waiting because I'm my I, I'm in the pecking order. I'm at the very bottom, so I'm waiting for everybody else to get to it. And uh, eventually, Ludwig says, "Go get it, go get it." So I get in there and and pick it up. And the first thing you do is is it, it takes you forward because you don't realize it's 30 pounds and on skates it's just like you weren't ready for it. And it, mm -hmm. it drew me forward and uh, yeah, to be able to to put it above your head and uh, go around is a pretty cool thing. And I remember Luddy, Luddy telling me just before I got, he said, take your time with it. Take your time with it because that's the only time you'll ever get another chance to do that at the rink, after the game and all that sort of stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> and uh, to have the parties and stuff with it, it's, it's a really unique experience. So follow up to that. What was your day with the cup like? Well, it was good. Cause I got two, I got one here in Dallas where I was able to take it to the hospitals and, uh, uh, it, it was great. That was outstanding. And then to share it, go home. My hometown is in Canada, Vegreville, Alberta, Canada. World's largest Easter egg, by the way. If you guys it's a, <laughs> Google it, right, Bri? You're excited about that. So, yeah, we had the Queen come to Canada into my hometown, the Queen of England. We had uh, the Stanley Cup come there, and we have the world's largest Easter egg. So we got that going for us. Population 5,000. Just hitting wow. the map big. <laughs> Oh, geez, huge. Ain't St. Louis, though, Brian, but it's it's not bad. Well, I, out of those three things you named, I, I don't know if the Stanley Cup you would rank first. I'm not going to say which one you would rank first, but I'm just saying it may not be the number one achievement. I'm just saying. I know. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, yeah, this it's break, cool. Breaking news. Is Sev, uh, Sev a big Easter guy? <laughs> Whoa. What? Easter egg. You no, know, it's like a – Google it. If anybody yeah. out there – World's largest pasenka. But I'm saying, are you just a big Easter fan? You're like Easter eggs. This is it. Well, this no, is my, huge for me. Ukrainian. My family's from the Ukraine, and they uh, we have uh, Easter there. I don't know. Don't ask me why it's there. <laughs> we need every answers. Town, every every town in Canada has a great like. A, we have the world's largest sausage, the world's largest uh, bison. We got a UFO landing pad in St. Paul. So yeah, we got what St. Louis got right. Oh, it's got the arches. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, we, we arch. have an arch. Yeah, we, yeah. we have an arch. I was going to sound. That sounds like Paris, Paris, Texas. We were. I, I, they, they were, well, yeah. St. Louis. They were going to put a second arch, but McDonald's threatened a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with a name like Water Hockey, McDonald's slander is highly allowed here. So, oh, geez. Oh man. All right. Uh, so I yeah. actually I have a question for the both of you guys. So uh, hold, hold on a second. Oh, why Shannon's background like so dimly lit? Like, do you is like a lifetime movie gonna be you know <laughs> like some yes. later on? It's like it's very artistic. Seth, yes. look at that. Oh, We're that actually going nice, to delve yeah. in, into the the mental is this, health of it all. Is this yeah? Is a Sarah McLaughlin music video mm -hmm. going yes. to be filmed in your house <laughs> yes. yep. so, later on? Oh. Okay. Brian, I know that you're the butt of most of the jokes. How does that make you feel? <laughs> when you're uh, when you have two older brothers, you get used to it uh, by age. I don't know, twelve. You just mm -hmm. accept your fate. Okay, there's some layers yes. there, and, and we'll yeah. unpack that. But oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm but gonna... listen, off off air, you know, who gets beat up the most right here. I'm not oh. going to complain about it, but I get beat up the most. Just I've seen please, it. Go ahead. I've seen it in person. I'm I'm yes, so sorry yes. that happens to you. Um, I've also been um, the person doing it. So <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So I just figured I'd formally apologize now, but still continue to do it going forward. You're doing great. Everyone's super proud of you on this side. 
Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so um, as of recording this episode right now, um, the Dallas Stars, uh, they're in the driver's seat of the Central Division with 54 points. So, Brian, I will ask you first, what do you feel like is different about this team that has made them so potent offensively with the goal differential that sits at 34? You know, Seth, we've talked a lot about ever since training camp, just the aggressiveness of them. So I, I think yeah. in terms of style of play, they're they're much more aggressive uh, up and down the ice. I do think Mason Marchment, I think, is a big pickup. And I think Wyatt Johnston is an important pickup. And I'm, I'm going to call both of those external additions, you mm-hmm. know, because Johnston's essentially coming out of junior hockey. The, the last few years, they've tried to, to add offense internally, and, and it just wasn't working. So I think by adding those two players, it sort of pushed everybody into a, a better role for themselves. You know, now all of a sudden, Jamie Ben's playing on, call it your de facto third line if you want to rank lines. You know, Fox is your center on a on a fourth line. And so, Sevy, I, I think when when people get slotted into different roles like that, you know, and we've talked more recently about just the the balance of ice time, you know, especially amongst the forward group. You know, some mm-hmm. players' production's up, but ice time is down. I, I think when they finally made some mm-hmm. external additions offensively, that slotted everybody into a more comfortable place. And now we kind of have a whole is greater than the sum of its parts situation. Right. Combined with the aggressive nature. That's that's kind of what I'll go at for the offensive. Oh man, that's beautiful, Brian. You again you just nail it. You I, I got a tear the way you talk. It's outstanding. I was I was I was very moved. Nice? No. Moment of silence. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, hit the right, Sarah gonna, McLaughlin gonna, song. I, I, yeah, I think I'm gonna drop my mic. I'm done. My work's done. All, All right, right, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for your time. <laughs> yep. See you guys yeah, later. I'm going to go watch TCU make a comeback in the second half. (laughs) Right. It's happening, I believe. Well, uh, Brian and I talk about this a lot, and we talked about it initially at camp, just the overall structure of this team, right? They've dialed this thing up right from the Mm get-go. And if Brian and I were playing on this team, they would want goals from us. And if Brian had 50 goals, they would want more goals from him. Hey, Brian? They just, right from the get-go, it was three guys in the face of the opponent, whether it was in the corner, whether it was on the forecheck, whether it was in the neutral zone, they want to add layers and they want to get it in the face and they want to move and they want you to challenge the defenders. And if you lose the puck, that's fine. As long as you're back and you're working hard, you can try stuff. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen. And that's why Jamie Benn has gotten better. Wyatt Johnston has been able to come in and be a better player. And, you know, I, Mason Marchman, even though he hasn't scored of late and not creating as much, and Sagan has chipped in a little bit, but they've just opened the door, I think, let the let the horses out of the barn and said, we want offense. Because in the NHL today, there is a ton of offense. You know, back when the Stars in 15-16 scored and led the league in goal scoring, I think there was two teams that were three-plus goals a game over the course of the season. Now, only nine teams in the National Hockey League are not at the three-plus goals yeah. per game. So there's a ton, ton of scoring in the National Hockey League, and the Dallas Stars have, have really put the pedal to the metal. And that's mm-hmm. I think that's why you guys all enjoy watching them, and I, that's why we enjoy from night to night talking about them. Agreed, 100%. It's been fun to watch. Um, Look at us building a mystery over here. Just, <laughs> it's, like a, it's, it's unraveling right before our eyes. Uh, Sebi, so with that being said, 
you know, we as fans were always looking at ways to improve the team because obviously we're all, you know, armchair managers of the uh, the hockey world. Outside of the obvious answer of trade this guy or, or trade that guy or, or get rid of this guy, <clears throat> cough, cough, suitor, because that's what every fan wants me to oh, say. Here we do you go. see DeBoer? Here we go. Do you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, that's all I needed to say. That's, we needed to get that in there. But do you see the, the Pete DeBoer and, and Jim Neals of the world making any major changes to this lineup, whether it be from uh, midseason acquisitions or bringing up a prospect? Well, Brian knows that I just want more defense on the team. I don't know. Can we get a line of just defensemen, Brian? Would that help, you think? You would you, you would love a five defenseman. You're the only man on the planet that would love a five D-man power play. Everybody on the blue line, go. Now. Yes. Everybody. Uh, Steph, you, 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 you want to take this one? You want me? Well, I just think I, middle of the lineup, right? You can always use a little bit more through the middle of the lineup, and that's why guys like Olsen, they brought in Frederick Olsen. They're still trying to find that extra layer. Yeah, Jamie Benn has chipped in, and Wyatt has chipped in. Mason Marchman in and out a little bit now. Tyler mm-hmm. Sagan in and out a little bit. So I think goal scoring, obviously, in the lower tiers is what you're going to need And along the way. I like their defense. I really do. And Lundqvist is coming along, and, and Joe Hanley can hop in there. So I just it's always secondary stuff, Brian A, eh? because I think overall their top guys have really, really done an outstanding job. I think. I think. Look, all all the the super insiders are basically saying top six or or a call it middle pair defender or a top fair is you know one of each. I think if you look at Jim Nill's history, he has one. He loves defensemen. He mm-hmm. loves defensive depth. Loves it, and. And he, and he loves depth overall. He's he's had enough snake-bitten moments of, of injuries that if he can add depth, he's going to add depth. So I, I don't know if it's going to be a call-up per se. I, I do think, and this is pure speculation. I'm not giving you any inside juice. This is purely my speculation speculation thought. I, I think they are looking for a middle <laughs> six forward, and I, think they're, and I think they're looking for a defenseman of some kind. Hmm. The economics whether it's salary cap economics or whether it's draft capital, prospect capital economics are going to dictate a lot. And I think it actually may handcuff them uh, a little bit because there's not a ton of flexibility there. So, and, and also like they, they finally turned their corner, Sev, right on the roster. Like it's, it's Robertson, it's Hintz, it's Haskinen, it's Ottinger's team now. And, Wyatt Johnston has clearly been a surprise with how productive he's been. You know, they're they're not going to let go of Bork or Stan Coven. They're not going to let go of some of those those second tier prospects because they're they're now around the corner and trying to put the next unit in place. So I I think they're going to be cautious and I think they're going to be limited in what they can do. But if they are going to do something, Seth, I'm with you. It's a middle six forward or it's a it's a defenseman for some type of depth purpose. Let me let me throw a name out at you that's in the star system that might be the first domino to fall to help all of that happen because he's having a decent season down in the AHL and he is a very NHL experienced goaltender and that's Anton Hudobin who is post a winning record so far he's got a decent goal you know goals against average do you see an NHL team come calling for him saying, hey, we need a solid backup guy. We know he's got a boatload of playoff experience. Let's make a deal. Do you think any NHL franchise would give them a call? Sev, you want to go first? You want me? 
You go ahead, because I, I don't know if that would work. Though. You know, I, I know eventually that I think there will be something there. I don't know how much that would benefit the stars or how much they could get for him. Right. You know what I mean? Go ahead, Bri. I I have not been very high on on this scenario that I think a lot of people are throwing out there. I, is he an asset? Sure. But the, the thing you have to remember, and, and, and I go back to the economics of it, one, mm-hmm. nobody has cap space right now. Right. And you are taking on a, a three, three and a half million dollar goaltender, whatever his hit right. is. And, and two, as well as he has done down in the American League, this is still a goaltender who is coming off, what was it, seven little, he had, he had surgery of some kind in the, in the offseason. He, he's coming off injury slash surgery. On his hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and, it was yeah, lower body. Yeah. yeah, and you have not seen him do anything at the NHL level. And so if I'm an NHL GM, yes, there is a track record. Yes, there is you know a, a resume of being a capable backup, but I'm also looking at the last two years of his life combined mm-hmm. with a three to three and a half million dollar salary cap hit. And I, and that I'm not giving up a lot of value for that. If anything, I'm going to view it as once again, I'm, I'm taking this through the prism of, of a rival GM. I'm viewing it as I'm taking the 1.125 of cap space off the hands of the Dallas stars. So I'm already providing you value. By opening up, opening up cap space in a season where cap space is at a major premium because nobody has it right now. Right. So I, I have never been high on the trade value of Anton Hudobin. I think there's something serviceable there, but I just don't know if he is a, as highly valued to another GM as he might be internally or amongst you know the fan base and the way that we all like to look at these different things. Fair, fair. I mean, there's a ton of names out there. I know Max Domi just got recently thrown around. I think he'd be a fun guy to have on this team, you know, working with guys like Marchment, Ben, you know, I think that aggressive style of play that he has and just his overall kind of demeanor on the ice would match well, but it's all hearsay right now. Um, But on the topic of DeBoer, just briefly spoke about him. He has a track record of coming in and really emphasizing the offensive production of teams. Uh, Brian, do you think this was sort of a perfect storm of head coaches with, you know, the bones regime really pushing more of that defensive prowess and, and now DeBoer exercising the stars offensive abilities. Are we seeing kind of just that perfect storm of the two past head coaches coming together? Um, yeah, maybe, you know, perfect storm might be a good way to describe it. Um, I think when you look at the past regime, you know, and Seth, we've chatted about this a little bit here and there, you know, it, Rick bonus took a impossible situation. When you think of it between, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a coach being removed from his job, two assistants that he did not hand pick or three assistants. He did not hand pick a global pandemic, a bubble, a shortened season with no crowd and no practice time. It, it, to, to push that as far as he did, I, I, I think it's remarkable where he put this franchise. And it was fairly obvious over the last three years, given the goal scoring numbers of the Dallas Stars, that that was a, a lacking area. So, right. yeah, they brought in Pete DeBoer, who has a, a track record of, of boosting offense, and obviously he's done that. And, you know, and he said from the get-go, th- th- there, there's already a defensive structure and identity in place that they do not want to lose and do not want to change. 
They're just looking to improve one other area. And also, Sev, you know, we've talked about the penalty kill and, and your boy, Elaine Nasruddin. You know, it's whatever element he's brought in to either tweak or complement defensive structure already, it, it's held in place for this team. So, yeah, I think perfect storm is a good way to put it because also you look at what Rick Bonus has done in Winnipeg. They clearly needed Rick Bonus and what he brings to balance out their team. And they're just as successful as the Dallas Stars have been. So perfect storm's probably a good way to describe it. I needed a win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm just Well, excited. I didn't ask you, I didn't I didn't I didn't ask you how to spell perfect storm. I left that one on the table. <laughs> it's pre it's prefix storm. Prefix <laughs> Prefix storm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Where do you want to go next? Well, Sam, I, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. I, you know, well, it's, it's... yeah, he's, he came in and, and I talked to San Jose guys. I talked to Vegas guys before he came in and they just told me how intelligent this guy was for a coach and how he related to players. And he, they just said, you're, you're going to see an immediate boost in your offense because of the, the, the three areas, the three zone pressure that he has. He's just really good at it. And he's, he just knows how to work with players. He respects the players. He can get a lot out of them. His philosophy is pressure all over the ice in all three zones. He wanted to get Miro Haskin in going and get him the puck more. And with Klinger out, that's happened quite a bit. Gary Onoff, he wanted to get going. That hasn't happened. That's been a bit of a struggle this year. And so he's done an excellent job in a lot of things. And, and to get Robertson going. And Jamie Benn, to me, has been been the most surprising out of all of it, you know, with the offense that he's created and why Johnston too. But he's just a young kid that you never know what you're going to get with those guys. So his ability to just to bring it all together. And I, I've liked I, immediately with Brian, we talked about the structure that we saw at camp and how different it was. And the, when the guys come in, they say, Hey, we're, we're hearing, we're there's using different words, different philosophies, different things in the dress room. And every player was saying that to the men <clears throat> on what, what the coaches were saying and they were all buying into it. So it was pretty cool to see the, the transformation because on the ice, you can definitely see a difference in the way the group was playing. Yeah. You know, so something based on what Sevy just said, like you you mentioned the past regime. So Sevy's talking about the aggressive nature in all three zones, you know, but, but especially defensively. Like for the last three years, the Dallas Stars learned how to truly defend as a five-man <clears throat> unit. Like that was the entire philosophy, right? But yeah. if you're going to play a hyper-aggressive style in your own zone, the reliance on doing it as a five-man unit. You hear coaches say staying connected all the time. But the reliance on staying connected becomes that much more important. And Sevy, that was, call it the top of the mission statement, was defending as a five-man unit. So that's one, call that one element put in place by the previous regime that Peter DeBoer's style of play has been able to breed into a more successful route for the Dallas Stars this season. I mean, that's, again, just beautiful. <laughs> just putting together a story. We're not all well? jokes and punchlines on Stars Live, even though we make it look that way. <laughs> I'm so glad we invited you, Barry. Thank you for showing up. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. And we, we've got, we're all in. Uh, Shannon, you have what might be the most important question of the podcast lined up. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and not to ruffle any feathers, although I love to do that. Um, Savvy, I would like to hear from you. Okay. Who you think is the best dressed on the intermission report between oh. you two? 
Well, all I can when I saw this, oh, you teed him up so hard <laughs> given recent circumstances. Well, yeah, yeah, you just got to go back. I don't know if you guys watched the New Year's episode, but you know, I, I don't want to brag or anything, but I would probably say that I I brought the heat. I had the full nice outfit. <laughs> there was on some the fire. Jacket bow tie and, and yeah. brian brought, brought some it. little some weekends what was that brian what were you wearing what was that what were you wearing hugo that night i think it was no, i was wearing dog, I, was, no, I, was, I was wearing hugo that night you you looked sensational you you and, and now and now and now 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 sevy has nothing but men's warehouse ads popping up on his google pages because <laughs> of, of the cookie tracking it's oh, no, it isn't that isn't an extra large though it isn't an extra large but we won't talk about that <laughs> so so i told I told Sevy the, like two weeks before the New Year's Eve game, I'm like, hey, I'm putting on the tux for New Year's Eve if wow. you want to join me. Uh, and so we get to the day of the game, and I go to put it on, and it doesn't fit anymore. Oh, I haven't worn geez. it for two years. Oh, yeah. That's all. Hey, old yeah. fatty. Well, yeah, one, one, well, yeah, one, one too many Jimmy monkey, Johns eh? at the road games. <laughs> you, you gained that COVID-19, huh? Yeah, it's, it, it was, it was, yeah, instead of the freshman 15, it was the COVID-19. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I like, like to the point where like, I, like I, I put it on and like, I could get it buttoned, but I, I walk into the room and I, and I, I show my wife and she just goes, Ooh, <laughs> like, she's like, I, I, she's like, yeah, she's like, I think, I think you got to take the loss and put on a suit. Just tell Sevy you're not wearing the tux. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So I, I texted Sev. I wasn't wearing the tux. Yeah, no what time fun. did you? What time did you talk? That was like three, it was like it, it was like three o'clock, but yeah, because yeah, you don't have a yeah. suit lying around. You know where? So, I, yeah, you know where I was. I was freaking. I don't know where I was at Macy's or something, looking for a dumb jacket to wear for the night. <laughs> yeah, because you're wearing. You know, thanks, buddy. Sev's like, what's the uh, return policy on these suit jackets? <laughs> uh, I, it got it got returned. <laughs> <laughs> so. So he absolutely he had me he had me on New Year's Eve. Like I, I'll I'll give the man I'll give the man props. He was this he is was where we edit this out, guys. Edit this out. <laughs> yeah, Pat, you're, right. you're gonna you're Saturday gonna give him one day of the du- year. Duly noted. Yeah. Now now our last game when they when they played Florida at home, I I busted out the new suit I got for Christmas from oh from the wife, brand spanking new, and I the mean one that I, fits? I was looking. Yeah, I was looking the fly. Sunday, yeah. Sunday best. Fresh. You can yeah. breathe oh. in that one. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. I made cheat. I made sure. That's why you go to Old Navy. You get the uh, the stretchy pants. Those are the, the, we got to go. Uh, I think we got. I want a camera to follow him around before a pregame show, and then follow me around. I think we're going to see totally two different setups for it. He's ready at one thirty. I'm ready at like six fifty nine and <laughs> get my stuff on to the, get into the rink and. <laughs> He's all perfect and prim and proper. And You're I, coming off of pro shovel. time, racing oh, to the yeah, ring. I got, yeah. like, my hair's like this, like it is now, and I don't. Even... Seb, you right, just Brian? need to have a locker at in the, in the locker room with just the oh, suit. That, that would be so good. I would love that. I just think we can make that happen. Yeah, gym shorts and a t-shirt. Switch real quick. <laughs> do the old Batman turnaround. Come oh, out. You're ready and, to go. And now and they make back. us. And they make us now stand up beside some darn graphics thing, so I got to wear pants, and it's just I, pants. <laughs> that, no, yeah. that is the funny thing. Any anytime you watch our show <laughs> and we're in the studio, if if we don't ever stand up on camera, we're it's wearing shorts. shorts or jeans yeah. behind the yeah. mask. Absolutely, got yeah. to. 
It's that that Zoom fashion. I did. Yeah. It. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dry clean so on a daily basis? Are you kidding me? That's insane. Exactly. <laughs> hey, how did you? I got a question for you three. How did you? If you want quickly, how did you start all this? Where did you guys decide that this was what you wanted to do or get together? Oh my God, the tables oh, have turned. The tables have turned. I wasn't uh, ready for this. <laughs> honestly, the turntables turn. The turntables. Uh, big shout out to COVID because we actually, uh, we Pat, myself, and there's a third Jason who uh, wasn't able to make it today. Um, he heard Brian was going to be here and he dipped out. Um, he, we all, <laughs> I recruited these two guys to uh, write Shocker. a website that uh, completely went under due to COVID. And I felt bad because I'd recruited them and they wrote for a couple of months and two months in, you know, the world shuts down, everything goes to kaput. And I'm like, uh, sorry, guys, they're shutting the website down. And, you know, I think, Pat, you were writing about the OU Sooners and I think maybe the Rangers and Jason was writing around mm-hmm. the, uh, writing about the Dallas Mavericks and I was writing about the Stars and the, uh, the first incarnation of the Dallas Renegades, now Arlington Renegades XFL team. And I was like, do you guys want to talk about sports? And they were like, yeah, we can do that. And then the NHL turned around and said, hey, we're going to come back before anyone and set a precedent to do empty arenas, and we're going to continue this season. And I said, you guys are both hockey fans, right? And I knew Jason was. He plays beer league. Pat, we're getting, in, you know, we're getting him acclimated. But I knew Pat had some stars fandom. And I said, you guys want to talk about hockey in Texas? And uh, they were like, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess. We, could, sure. we could do that. Yeah, there's, a, there's an audience for that. And uh, – that was about three years ago. And then a, a few months back, you know, Shannon and I became friends because of the podcast. And um, I wasn't some weird, creepy guy in the DMs saying, do you have a husband? And uh, she does. Everyone that's listening, she does. Stop. Stop it. Um, and she, you know, obviously has kiddos that play that play hockey. And she has a different aspect of the sport that, you know, a lot of people don't really see and realize how you know, how difficult it might be to get kids into it and involved and then just being on that side of the, the sport itself. And uh, here we are, 100 episodes in, and it's been awesome. We've met some fantastic people. We've had some fantastic guests. And, you know, like I said earlier in the show, like the introduction, we randomly got tied into uh, uh, Ilvis, uh, the Liga team, where Rupe Hintz played uh, his time in Finland. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of guys that played in Texas, uh, Nick Baptiste with the Texas Stars and Les Lancaster with the Allen Americans that ended up signing overseas with uh, with Ilvis. And now we have like these Ilvis, like Finnish fa- like supporters. They don't like being called fans. Supporters that have just like in droves started following us. And we're still one of the top like 100 uh, podcasts in Finland randomly well, and we're yay. we're a north texas hockey podcast so, so. they're like jock supporters yeah essentially yeah. so sevy what i was going to say what david hasselhoff was to germany in the 80s <laughs> they are to finland hockey podcasts oh my gosh. in 2023 yes <laughs> it was the, nicest the, thing. the same tan the same cars <laughs> everything again, i'm so glad you're here <laughs> <laughs> And also, don't let them lie to you. I'm pretty sure they brought me on because I know you guys. And now that you're on, this will probably be my last show. So thank you. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. You just had way oh, more okay. followers than we did as three guys in a show. And we were like, well, she's obviously, she knows what she's doing. So let's let's bring her on. And, she, and then she also knew what she was talking about. And I was like, oh, man, this is fantastic. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good stuff. I think this. I, I know Pat's got a question for for Brian because I think I think this one's going to really open up Brian's creativity oh, as geez, if he hasn't already go. enough. 
Oh, yeah. Well, if, if it, yeah, it's whatever it is. I know Sevy's going to get just fired up for it. <laughs> yeah. Hit me this with is, it, baby. This is our last <laughs> official run sheet question before we have uh, maybe a couple rapid fires. <clears throat> so, Brian, you're an avid concert goer, and we've asked this to people before. Give us your top three to the Brian Ray Music Festival. Sev, you want to take this one? Please go ahead. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Shania Twain, Bare Naked Ladies, and um, what else? Triumph. No. Uh, What's another? I don't. Go ahead, please. That's all I got. First, the the, the, all right. Well, first of all, I cannot believe you just butchered this the way you did. Like that's almost (laughs) insulting. That was your one shot. You blew it. So, so, so it's the so the the opener would be um, my favorite (laughs) band of all time, a '90s rock band that never made it big, called Cowboy Mouth. Okay. Um, they had one minor hit in 97 in the southeastern part of the country, and that was their closest taste of success. Um, followed by Collective Soul. Sevy, I can't believe you didn't say Collective Soul. <laughs> I should have I cannot sorry. believe. Yeah, I was like, you. Yeah, I, I'm insulted sorry. you didn't. Um, and then the closer would be Hootie. Because oh, yeah. yeah. I saw them five years ago they like they never broke up but it was basically a reunion tour it was the 25th anniversary of crack review I mean, it was the 20 yeah yeah 25th yeah so i went and saw them at dosecchi's and it was so unbelievably good of a show it was and it's the first time i ever had the chance to see them it was unreal so there's there's my concert festival three band lineup but the reason i'm ticked off at sev is oh if you ever go to a well, there's a lot of reasons I'm ticked off at Seth. If you here we go. Here's here's some here's some real stars live inside gossip. If you ever go to a Dallas Stars game, right? Just before they come out on the ice for warm-ups, like 30 to 45 seconds before they actually maybe even up to a minute before they come onto the ice for warm-ups, they finish the video board reads. And then Shippy, the DJ, it started with Grooves, mm. who did it as a favor to me, and he passed it down to Shippy. Always plays a collective soul song, unless it's on like a theme night or something like that. And he always plays it at that time because that's right before Sevy and I and our show goes on the air. So if he does it after warmups, there's no possible way for me to hear it. So right. it's and every time this comes on, we're we could be 30 seconds from going on air. The countdown's beginning. I will play air drums at the desk. <laughs> now, now just to troll Sev, right? Basically at this point, it started out as actually playing air drums. And then I saw Sevy roll his eyes and I'm like, well, now I'm going to play now air gotta, drums. With we're going to animate like, it. Just yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, now I've got a 27 piece set of air drums. <laughs> Carter Buford, Dave Matthews band style that yes. I play whenever, um, Whenever there's another '90s reference for you, uh, whenever Collective Soul comes on, but every single Stars game, Shippy, God bless the man, does that for me. Amen. God, now we we have to ask him. We've got to. I mean, I love that. You have to corroborate your story, is what yeah. Fink just said. I, I no, sent, not at all. I, I just, sent groups. I sent groups like a list of eight Collective Soul songs. I'm like, these will all do. Just play them whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder oh, who's high maintenance here. on the show. This will do. You guys who wonder who's high maintenance on the show? <laughs> no, there was no question. Yeah, I was see, you're nodding your head one way and you're pointing the other way. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't know where my camera is. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. That's oh, great. All right. So, you know, we're going to do just a couple more. We'll wrap this up. Um, we, we always ask people this. Actually, Pat, I, I want you to ask this because you were the one that incarnated this, this question about the movies. So I'll let you ask them this because I'm very curious. And actually, I want to change it up. You guys have to answer for each other. So, Brian, Ooh. you have to answer for Sebi, and Seb, you have to answer it. for Brian. Whoa. If it's if it's if it's about movies, my answer is already Office Space. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. To a degree, you might be surprised. Let me get there. All righty, Sebi, we'll let you answer for Brian first. They're making a, a biopic biopic about biopic. Brian's life. Who do you select to play Brian in the movie? <laughs> oh, that's a good one that is a good one it can be ryan, serious or not well it's got to be ryan reynolds because that's what he thinks he looks like and he thinks he's that you know he's got all dressed up and everything so i'll just say that throw him out there what do you think of that Brian? he flatters you i'm, I'm, I'm going on lucky number seven van wilder <laughs> <laughs> someone get me the law club <laughs> <laughs> so I mean now Brian you have to answer for Seb. You've got you've got to be kind of flattering now, I guess. No. Dolph or not, or not. Lundgren. Oh. Oh my god. Okay. Are we talking you. like Dolph Lundgren like I've got to do commercials now because I don't have any money left? Or are we talking like <laughs> peak Dolph Lundgren <laughs> from the Rocky movie? All of the above. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what? No, no, you don't know. I'll you know what though? If we're gonna play because cause 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 I've seen Sevy, you know, I've seen Sevy's player cards. Dolph Lundgren from the He-Man Masters of the Universe movie when he's got the half hockey mullet, like the okay. He-Man half okay. hockey mullet. That's let, let's go that route. Okay, I love that. I'm gonna put that on the cover yep. of this yep. uh, of this episode. <laughs> Both great <laughs> answers. Put Sev's head on it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> See, I uh, again, I just get worked. No, I mean that was a that was a good that was a good answer. I think that was better than what we were expecting. So. That's you guys solid. are both uh, in, in good shape, um, aside from the suit fitting a little tighter. That's not your fault. That's COVID's fault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that be one of us. Is, one of us is in good shape, and it's pretty obvious which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I'm being talking said, about, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about Sevi, who works out every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to plug the uh, the Sevi like the uh, the whole web the 24 Severin clever Whatever. name by the way. With the uh, the group workouts, I mean, you're just you're just stacking it on. You're you're, unsto you're an unstoppable force, and the only oh yeah, no, I just like to, I like to be on the ice. Ryan. Yeah, I love to be on the ice. I've been very fortunate to skate with you once, and it was just unreal because I was like, man, I really <laughs> thought I'd made some strides in my game, and I got out there and oh. I was like, I should really rethink what I'm doing with my life. Uh that being said, we are named Wada Hockey, and we've asked this pretty much of all the guests we've had on. Do you guys have? a go-to Whataburger order. Sev, I feel like you're cringing at the question because you're probably like, get that crap away from me. How dare you? I get my grilled chicken and rice is waiting. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. What? Thanks, guys. No, I don't. Any double cheeseburgers. I, when I went to Germany, I played two years in Germany and I couldn't get a good burger over there. And man, when I came back, I bet you for three or four years, that's all I did was pound cheeseburgers. I just love a double cheeseburger, anything, anywhere, anytime. But a Whataburger, yeah, it's outstanding. I love it. Fantastic. Uh, Brian, your retort? Water, 
Whataburger number one with cheese, no tomato, medium Dr. Pepper. Nailed it. Oh, that's a professional answer. You wonder why the suit doesn't fit? I look over <laughs> 100%. It. Yep. Tell you exactly that's why it doesn't fit. Right yep. there. Yeah, now, now I think if I get Jimmy John's, it's healthier for some reason. Yeah. I, I yeah. Oh, same. Yeah. Oh, it's I mean, cold. Was, uh, it's obviously healthier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when I was when I was in Austin with the American League team, uh, you'd get out of games at you know eleven thirty, twelve, twelve thirty, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the only place that was open, I had a Whataburger on the way to my apartment back from wow. the arena. Oh yeah. So I would always drive through there because it was the only place that was open. Yep. Um, I would not drive through there if it was a Friday or a Saturday night because Whataburger at twelve thirty on a Friday and Saturday night. The drive-thru is just getting murdered yep. by everybody who's out socially. But Sunday through Thursday, that was my go-to. That's a res- man. You are, that, you are a pro. That was. I a- have to know: spicy or regular ketchup? Oh come Ooh. on! Spicy. <laughs> spicy ketchup. Thank you. Every day All of the right. week and twice on Sunday, and then go Absolutely. to the go to the go to the HEB and buy the buy the buy the bottle of it. Okay, we will publish oh, yeah. this episode. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, absolutely. That. Brian, how how happy are you that HEB finally made its way up to North Texas? You know what? Uh, like, uh, we've got a central market, which is like a, I guess owned by HEB or right. part of HEB. Yeah. So, I mean, we've we've been living the HEB central market life ever since we moved to Dallas. Respect. Okay. Such a good place. Oh, really? I'm down on HEB, guys. I went in there and Lauren built it up and I, the narrow little aisles. I couldn't get through it. Bumping into people. <laughs> no, it was busy. I'm with you, Sev. There was, right? I was like, what is the hype about? Sev's over here with his giant shoulders after doing a shoulder press workout. <laughs> and he's like, I can't move through these aisles. What is this? Who are all this these is- tiny people? Well, I'm sorry, I'm over 125 pounds here, Peter, but let's let's move on. All right, Jesus. God, I would do anything to be around 125. Actually, I'd be unhealthy, but yeah, we'll, we'll steer away from that. Uh, well, honestly, I, unless Pat or Shannon has anything left, Shannon, I'm, I I know you could probably raz these guys uh, for, until the sun comes up tomorrow. I but would never. Uh, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I but, Sam, I just hope when they post this podcast, they spell our names correctly. God, I'm yeah, gonna have to nice Barry, calm kid. down. Yeah, Brett? it's gonna I be Barry Ray, Barry and Brett, Barry and Brett, the dynamic dude, collective souls. I'm just yes. crying in my room with the, <laughs> the the blinds down. Uh, but really, thank you guys so much uh, for doing this. Obviously, with it being the hundredth episode, we wanted to bring on uh, people like that we would really enjoy having on that have been part of North Texas hockey for quite some time. Um, obviously, you guys more than enough filled the shoes of that role so thank you so much for uh taking the time and if you guys have anything you want to plug obviously uh brett uh you've got the 24 7 um brian do you have anything that you have going on on the side that you want to plug or uh any no you know, uh, no, no 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 side hustles just a dog at a peloton all right all right <laughs> oh just, that's a good band name hey what's up we're just a dog in a peloton <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your time with us, and thank you for sharing your stories with all the French fries. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Say so hi to Finland for us. Is it Finland or Sweden? Which yes, Finland. 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 Tempera Finland. Oh, oh, oh. The, the, the Finnish supporters are not going to be happy you made that mistake, nope. dude. <laughs> Whoa, who's my favorite defenseman? Who's my favorite defenseman? Uh-oh. That's true. You do you do love yourself some Miro Heiskanen. I'll yep. shut up now. Oh, my gosh. Stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you guys. Thank Schmitty, you. Good talk. Hey, Schmitty, good talking to you. It was great. It was great talking with you guys. I feel like I'm, I'm the only one that didn't take shots at you both. So I mean, I mean, you guys well favorite. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Once again, just want to thank uh, Sevi and Brian Ray both for their time um, and, and Shannon for, like I said, at the very beginning of the episode, facilitating that and really taking charge on making sure that, you know, we're all coordinated roughly at the same time. Um, thanks to uh, the TCU Horn Frogs for getting beat so badly early in the game that the guys really had no interest to get back to watching. Um, so thank you for that. That was clutch. Yeah. TCU is so clutch. Uh, thank you so much, TCU. Thank you so much. Horn Frogs. Um, that being said, um, for the 100th time ever on Wada Hockey, let them know, Schmitty. Stay sassy. Always. And uh, stay with us. Oh. Ooh. Wow. You, you, I was trying to fill the air and you uh, kind of cut you off there. No, no, no. It's Give good. that another go. Yeah. Uh, stay moist. And as usual, make sure you're making good choices. And don't. For any reason, even if you get bored during a pandemic, start a hockey podcast and then take it 100 episodes in. Forget your Kermit tattoos. 